just explain to you how chock full the Armstrong and Getty program is today. Among things coming up on the show, 17 experts asked, how worried should we all be about artificial intelligence? Their answer will shock you. (laughs) China is now officially a dictatorship. Probably has been for a while, but definitely is now. It's a super duper dictatorship now. Those North Korean cheerleader girls are sex slaves. That story broke over the weekend, which is charming. They're the head of the games. Just an awful story. America's changing, perhaps, opinions on some gun laws as we look at some of the polls that are out there and then the president's toot on that. And Oh, and a transgender boy wins the state wrestling title for the second year in a row. And there's a twist. Stay tuned. I'm sure. There, well, there's a twist. It is a twist. Uh, and, and big Supreme Court cases. We probably ought to oh, get yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, breaking news on that right now. So, yeah, we'll get to that soon. Always a pleasure to welcome Carla Marinucci to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Prior to joining Politico last year, Carla was a senior political writer for the San Francisco Chronicle and the San Francisco Examiner before that, uh, and is just great. So that's not in her bio, but she is. Carla, welcome. How are you? (laughs) Good to be with you guys. Thanks Uh, for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So a hell of a deal at the uh, California Democratic uh, Convention meetup. Uh, in which DiFi was rejected, and then the progressives are clearly insurgent. How do you see it all? Wow, it was a show this weekend. Yes, Senator Feinstein was snubbed. Uh, uh, didn't get the endorsement of her party, and uh, Senator State Senate Leader Kevin DeLeon, the progressive, uh, really came in double digits ahead of her. He was the favorite among the progressive crowd at the uh, Democratic Convention, and that's kind of the way it went all weekend. Uh, a lot of the most progressive candidates were the ones that got the nod, uh, but that was the, a major national headline that the, that the uh, party did not endorse its senior senator. Uh, she was making the rounds. She was making the case that the assault weapons ban, that her position at seniority on uh, judiciary uh, was going to be a, a real key factor uh, in the next uh, year. Uh, some Democrats bought it, but a lot of them saw her as old school Old news. And, well, uh, old. How about just old? <laughs> How about old in yeah. terms of number of years you've been alive? <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And um, that was Kevin DeLeon's uh, argument. Time for a new voice in the U.S. Senate, and he seemed to make uh, make the play there, and uh, successfully with a lot of folks. Now, we're on in a lot of different places. Uh, I'm fine with this conversation, and I think you can make the argument that this means something for the whole country, doesn't it? Uh, not only is California often the leader, it's just it's a, it's a shift in... In, in where the power is in, in Democratic Party politics. Yeah, I mean, when, you, when you're talking about uh, a state that's the sixth largest economy in the world, it's home to Silicon Valley, uh, home to the huge Hollywood economy. This is a state that has been ahead of the curve on a lot of, in a lot of places. And this is a state that prides itself on being the state of resistance against the Trump administration. And that's what uh, we saw with California Democrats this weekend. That is their job one, is to, um, to uh, resist Trump on many different levels and they want the party the party here is the largest democratic party in the nation and this is where the money is this is where big donors come from this is the atm for the democratic party so what happens here in california that's a good point right there yeah it matters a lot and that's why uh, people uh who who are in the party nationwide have to listen to what goes on here although let's face it California Democrats are far more to the left than probably 
Democrats in most of the country. Well, that's a, a fine job of reading my mind. I was just going to say, and given my <laughs> political leanings, I'm kind of hoping this is the truth. But it, it seems to me that the Democrat Party is veering way to the left in a way that I, I don't think is going to work. Um, Hillary didn't lose because she was too conservative. Um, she lost because she's soulless. So presumably they'll run somebody with a soul next time. But uh, I mean, uh, to be like, wow, amazingly progressive in California is to be Looney Tunes in most of the rest of the country. In Iowa, for instance. Well, yeah, I mean, one of the big issues that Democrats wanted uh, to push this weekend was single payer health care. That has huge support among the progressive Democrats in California. All the governor's candidates are all talking about it. And I think single payer health care, universal health care is not something that probably Democrats and a lot of the rest of the country uh, are maybe supportive of or at least they have doubts about. Uh, but that's just one of the issues. Uh, immigration is a huge issue here. The sanctuary city uh, issue has huge support among California Democrats. Maybe not so much in the rest of the country. So, yeah. Uh, California is its own country in a lot of ways. Um, and, you know, you've heard the talk about California or just trying to separate from the union. And and I have to say that, you know, just a lot of Democrats this weekend probably would support that idea uh, <laughs> when, when they're looking at what's coming out of Washington, D.C. Carlo Marinucci of Politico, the California Playbook reporter, is on the line. So uh, we probably ought to double back to Dianne Feinstein just briefly and point out that though Kevin DeLeon got a big uh, boost within the party apparatus uh, this past weekend, DiFi is way better known, polls way ahead among the populace in California. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, Diane Feinstein, first of all, has tons of money. She's got $10 million uh, for her reelection campaign. He hardly has anything. The, the fact is that... Uh, uh, all all bets are on her to be reelected. That this was just sort of a blip in the system. She, with her position on the Judiciary Committee uh, on Intelligence, she has been a leading voice uh, questioning the Trump administration on so many different levels, and she has been a major voice for the assault weapons ban and returning it. And that was the thing we heard her talk about so much this weekend. Um, her, her advocacy for the assault weapons ban is a signature issue that goes back more than a decade with her. And that is very, very popular with Democrats around the country. And maybe not just Democrats anymore in the wake of the Parkland uh, massacre. So I think uh, when you talk about Feinstein uh, not getting the party endorsement, yeah, it's a headline uh, for a couple of days. But in the long run, uh, beating her in November will be a monumental, if not impossible, task. Well, we'll see. Um, I took in some of this news, and I you brought up how old she is. I didn't see much talk about that. It was mostly about policy. Now, I don't know if they just thought it was, you know, not good politics to start talking about her age. But I don't know why we don't talk about age more often in this country. Other countries don't elect people that are going to be 90 when they serve out their term. They elect lots of 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds. Why do we just think every everybody who should... We don't think this of doctors, of teachers, of bosses, of anybody else, that they... You know, I thought somebody in their mid-80s or older to be in charge. Nobody thinks that. It's been said about California... That uh, it's politi- politics have a gerontocracy here. When you look at Di- <laughs> when you look at Diane Feinstein, when you look at Jerry Brown, who's uh, seventy six, Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi in her mid seventies, Maxine Waters is almost eighty years old. Wow! Some of the leading figures in this party have been around for decades, and that is a problem. They're not moving over 
to make room for younger That's candidates. That's incredible. A lot of That's incredible. So what's the average age of that crowd? About 80? I mean, that's amazing. Oh, don't exaggerate. It's 77 or so. About the same as the Rolling Stones. <laughs> there you go. You know, it's it's funny, Carla. I just, uh, I think metaphorically for some reason, and I can't decide if a lot of the, like, super progressive energy Uh, like in Oregon, California, Washington State, is the sort of energy that, like, fuels the Democrat Party going forward, or if it's like the the energy a supernova puts out before it burns out and and turns into something else completely. Yeah, it's a a really good question, whether this energy can sustain itself. Um, But when you talk about, you know, the things that are happening in Washington, the Parkland Massacre and other things, uh, the women's marches, I'm seeing this energy continue and grow. And the thing is, the money is growing, too. There are so now a a number of big super PACs in California. And California could be the key to flipping the house in November when you're talking about a number of seats, at least seven seats in districts that went for Hillary Clinton last time around that are held by Republicans. The Democrats have their eyes on these seats. They have huge amounts of money and uh, boots on the ground in terms of volunteers trying to work that. So I think this is going to be something to watch. It seems to me that this energy this time around is really sustained and in growing and the anger is growing. Whether that stays till November, that's the question. Can Democrats keep up? The passion. Uh, well, a lot and, of it's so vague and diffuse, though, like the, the women's march. What was that about? I love women. I love all sorts of women, but I don't know what the march was. Well, I think women are looking particularly at the whole at the reproductive rights issue, uh, the the cuts to uh, birth control funding, the cuts to abortion rights in many of the states, and efforts to to dial back on availability of birth control and abortion. Uh, Planned Parenthood is another one. One in five women in this country have been to Planned Parenthood, so that is an issue to even some moderate and even conservative women. So that the the women's march. Uh, I, I was expecting it to be a lot less in terms of intensity this year, and yet all over the country there were tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of women that came out. We're going to see, though, if that translates into votes, and that is the challenge for the Democratic Party to keep that up uh, through November. It's a, that is a big lift when the president has a bully pulpit and the Republican National Committee has uh, is raising money uh, like gangbusters. Carla Marinucci writes Politico's California Playbook. Carla, it's great to talk. It's been far too long. Uh, thanks for sparing us a little time. Always good to be with you guys. Thanks. Thanks. Boy, when she started rattling off those ages, that's amazing. Yeah. If, if I'm a younger progressive and and Feinstein gets reelected, I think, what the hell? Right. What the what the hell is going yeah. on here? Yeah. Well, incumbency, you know, it's it's a worn out uh, discussion, but everybody wants to vote for the person they've heard of. It's, it's, it's as if there's something terrible at risk. 85. And listen, I pray <laughs> Diane Feinstein gets reelected because she's well left to me and the people who are running against her, I can't even see them. They're so far left. But so I'm, believe me, I'm rooting for her. But electing an 85-year-old for a six-year term. Why do you hate our, our seasoned citizens, Jack? That's oh, what I want to know. Bitch, bitch, That's right. Come on. That's uh, Diane Feinstein's younger brother right there. <laughs> So, Abraham um, Feinstein. We ought to get to the shower thoughts because they're always entertaining slash yes. funny slash thought provoking. Got the list of all the companies that have severed their ties with the NRA over the weekend, and it's quite a few of them. 
actually, who knew there were all these discounts? I'd have become an NRA member a long time ago if I'd have known and gotten a discount at all these places. Public employee unions about to take a shot to the sack. I'm sorry, that's overly graphic. About to receive a blow to their genitals. No, that's no better. That's the same thing. It's, uh, hmm. Just reword it. Let me, let me work on that. Kick in their groin. The guys who won curling gold, are they the most out-of-shape Olympic gold medalist winners in the history of the sport? Of all sports. <laughs> are these the questions we will attempt to answer? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Gambling problem? Call in his seat that he was on the wrong flight, which they're not, they're not supposed to let you on the wrong flight, but, um, <laughs> but they do occasionally. So he uh, opens the emergency door he's sitting next to, which uh, inflates the slide. He slides down the slide. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Wrong flight. See you later. Have a good flight. Bye-bye. You know, if you just said, I'm on the wrong flight, I think they'd let you get off. But uh, <laughs> oh. That's probably not a great idea. So he opens the door, slides down the slide, and uh, the flight was delayed by five hours. Yeah, I don't think they just, like, reel up that slide and then click it into place and get going again. I think that's a thing. He was arrested, of course. Sons of guns. I'm guessing he was drunk. That'd be my guess. Uh, The extended layover. What else are you going to do? It's a bar with planes. Right. When they ask you, do you want the small beer or the big one? What are you going to do? Waste your money on the small one? It's way more expensive per ounce. Double the size for a dollar more? Right. Who's, who says no to that? Please, an idiot. Uh, so here's your long list. Um, Delta Airlines, United Airlines, they've all severed ties with the National Rifle Association. No yeah. longer offering discounts. Uh, if you're moving allied van lines and North American van lines, they've cut their ties with the NRA. Rental cars, practically everybody now. Avis... Budget Hertz joined Alamo Enterprise and National as doing away with their NRA discount. MetLife. Chubb, which I've never heard of. Um, <laughs> Sean, grow up. Simply Safe, which we've endorsed. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of different companies that severed ties with the NRA. I didn't know they had all these discounts. I would have become an NRA member years ago if I'd have known I got a discount on all my rental cars and lights and stuff like that, you even know, if it's not much. It's funny. The other day I said that we would um, be doing a, f- a regular feature, guests we won't be booking. Uh, and then I went home and realized that would require effort. Um, so, you know, they'll pop up when they pop up, but it's funny. I was going to do it again today. Here's your story. Why businesses are being forced to take political stands. They're pitching this guy who's a, a, a PR dude, a guru, allegedly. And his take is that consumers demand to stand, and we're seeing the polarization in business that we see in politics, and companies should take a stand in today's political world, blah, blah, blah. I think he's an idiot, well, or this email's poorly written. I think he's wrong. I think yeah. companies unrealistically, unneeded, unneed, they don't need to, hmm. react to a few people that uh, tweet at them or send them emails, I'm never using your business again. 
who probably won't follow through on it, and they represent a tiny number of people. Dear person, we give discounts to all sorts of groups. We do not make political judgments. We just try to be the best rental car company we can be. Signed, rental car company. And then you ignore the rest, and it's fine. Give it a week. Trust me, something crazy will happen. Nobody will care, to the extent that anybody cares right now. But activists have certainly figured out, and they're right, companies just freak if they get one phone call, one email, one, one tweet. And they freak. Well, and you combine, uh, you, you put out the call to all your activist buddies, hey, send a, a copy of this to this company, and then you employ the bots and the fake accounts and the rest of it, and it looks like this enormous groundswell. These companies who are not hip to the modern world freak. But silly. Anyway, we will not be booking him, unless uh, we want to book him to yell at him. That'd be fun. I'll keep this around. <laughs> You feel like yelling at somebody? Yeah. Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Kevin. Glad you're here. Oh, thank you, fellas. Listen, you're an idiot. You're a stupid <laughs> idiot, and you're ruining the world. People like you, and you are ruining the world. <laughs> Click and hang up. Short interview. <laughs> Click. Exactly. Uh, you know what I forgot to do uh, way back at 620 was do our weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City uh, because we had so much good stuff to get to, but uh, here they are. It's uh, This is how we usually kick it. Mondays at 620. Mailbag. You can email us anytime. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You that's, can text at us. For, sounds well, so nice. It, doesn't it? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, you can text at us, 415-295-KFTC, or tweet at us, or whatever you want. Uh, so here are your weekly shower thoughts. Pirates have always seemed good about employing people with physical disabilities. That's true. <laughs> it is true. The peg leg, the hook, hand. My kids and I were just the discussing, eye. discussing the other night having a hook. Yeah. As we came across some pirate something or other. Uh, the patched eye, not actually for a missing eye. It was to have one eye accustomed to the dark, so when they went oh, below right. deck, they could just... They could continue see. sword fighting or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they had one one eye for, right. the, for the day of light. Right. Light of day, it's like whichever. The, the monovision you can get at your eye doctor. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember you told me that, and then I forgot it. So it's yeah, fascinating. Totally for, so it's fascinating once again. Yeah, like Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein, we uh, you know we were refascinated because we've completely forgotten we ever heard that. <laughs> Death would be infinitely scarier if it only happened to some people and not others. Oof. Yeah, that's a little dark. Sorry. Jeez, about that. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll lighten this one up. This one got an LOL out of me. Maybe I'm an easy mark. If we never had to sleep, we would have a very hard time keeping our devices charged. (laughs) So true. So true. How about this one? Someone's DNA could have the cure for cancer, but we'll never know because they won't have cancer. Mm. I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine how how imagine how confusingly adorable saber tooth kittens would have been. Oh, <laughs> oh, ow! A huge puncture wound. I'm bleeding a lot, honey. He, he, he just keeps getting bigger. Ah, <laughs> uh, and finally, this piece of universal wisdom: if you're going to be a fat guy, it's best to be a fat guy with a beard. Everyone always likes the fat guy with a beard. True, no doubt about that. <laughs> And I see Dunkin' Donuts now has Girl Scout cookie coffee drinks. Oh, good. <laughs> because so. there aren't enough places to get obese in in America. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Supreme setback to end DACA and its science. It turns out there are real benefits to being a pessimist. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong I don't believe and that. Story's probably going to suck, but I'll stay tuned. <laughs> oh, no, it's science. They usually suck. So, just learned that. 
Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The last week has been a blur of tissue boxes, medicine bottles, and moaning. As my whole family, the flu swept through our house. Boy, that's not good. Now my kid only went to school one day last week. My wife in bed with fever. She went to urgent care yesterday. She comes out. She has a fever. She has pneumonia, Aye. sinus infection, and the flu. I was home with the two kids trying to Yikes. keep them upright with their fevers. Moaning, red-faced. Oh, my. Yeah, it was an ugly weekend. I, of course, didn't get it. Because I have a positive attitude. Okay. You just think <laughs> positively. Wow. And, it, and they're too negative. It, it kills the uh, the flu bugs. Wow, I mean, look it up. It's true. It's science. Let's yes. skip, skip the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, the U.S. Supreme Court is not going to consider a challenge to DACA, the Obama policy that's protected the so-called dreamers. At the high court, NBC legal expert Pete Williams says President Trump wants to end DACA by March 5th, but the federal appeals court blocked that move. The March 5th date is meaningless, the date on which the administration wanted to shut this down. We're not going to get a Supreme Court decision on this case until next year at the earliest. The Trump administration asked the high court to overrule the lower court, but the Supreme Court passed on it. Is this a surprise or is it expected? Uh, Well, I'm a little surprised because I found the ruling to be very, very odd. You have a president who says, listen, we're just not going to take action on these people who are here illegally. Then the next president says, yeah, well, that's expired. We're going to take some sort of action. The court says, no, 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 you can't. That's it's legislating from the bench. It sucks. I was hoping the soups would uh, take it up. Meanwhile, the uh, the case that could reduce the size of government unions and their campaign spending is going forward. It will be heard by the Supreme Court today. The case Janus versus American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees. It's over the money that unions representing government workers collect from non-union members for their share of union bargaining costs. Around $100 million of that money finds its way into Democratic campaign coffers every cycle. Now, the plaintiff is arguing that the money he's forced to pay the union is a violation of his First Amendment rights. So the high court will be hearing arguments on that case today. Three other big cases that we need to talk about, too. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff the soups are doing. I suspect very strongly they're going to overturn that 40-year-old bad decision. And uh, we'll have to see. Um, More on that to come. President Trump meeting with the nation's governors today. They're in Washington for their annual meeting. And Trump said that the school shooting will be the top issue he's going to be discussing with them, wanting to hear or get their input on how to help prevent school shootings. Meanwhile, in a letter... I still think not enough attention is being paid... To the things that are in place, that we, the laws that we do have, right. that just weren't followed. Meanwhile, we the, might not need anything new. To layer more and more laws that will be ignored is really a pretty silly response. Or to you know extend the reach of laws when the authorities we have and the powers that they're given aren't being used. I mean, it just seems crazy to me. Let's go back and review what we got wrong before we start right. adding new things. In a letter to Florida Governor Rick Scott, State Representative Bill Hager has called on Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel to step down, to resign. Hager says Israel should go due to his neglect of duty and incompetence over how he's handled the investigation 
into that deadly shooting at the South Florida High School. Now, Sheriff Israel was on CNN telling them... It was a shameful letter. It was politically motivated. I never met that man. He doesn't know anything about me. And the letter was full of misinformation. So he will not resign. Boy, that's just not the right tone. That's not the right tone. Even close. Has he, has he explained why he's got sheriff's deputies that don't go into shootings? They just stand outside and wait? Has he explained that? Can you give us uh, number five, Broward County Sheriff number five? Go ahead there, Sean. Broward County County shopping for shoes there. There it is. I've given amazing leadership to this agency. Amazing leadership? Uh, I've worked... Yes, Jake. Uh, this is, there's, there's a lot of things we've done throughout. This, uh, this is uh, you, you don't uh, measure uh, a person's leadership by a deputy not going into a. These deputies received the training they needed. Maybe they you measure somebody's leadership equip- by whether or not they protect the community. And yeah, this guy went on at length about how. Listen, we gave these people the training and we told them what they're supposed to do, and a bunch of people didn't do it. But that's not my fault. I told him what to do. He's an anti-leader. Even on the other uh, clip we played, his reaction to a letter, that's just not the right, right tone in the wake of right. a school shooting in, in your county, which, you know, there are some problems with some of your employees. Just not the right tone. He's not the right guy to have in that job. All I need to hear is that. None of the facts matter. If that's the way he reacts to being challenged or to those problems, he's not the right guy to be your sheriff. That's, right. that's troubling. Pessimists get a bad rap a lot of times, but now researchers say there is one type of pessimism called defensive pessimism that is actually good for you. University of Sheffield researchers explaining that defensive pessimists set low expectations for the outcome of a particular plan or situation and then envision the details of everything that could possibly go wrong to make those worst-case scenarios a reality and then they mentally plan how to deal with those, with hmm. what could go wrong. So they're actually, you know, running their uh, game plan over and over and over again, getting ready in case something does go haywire. As a pessimist, I would say, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. When the outcome is not as great as optimists had hoped for, they take a bigger hit to their well-being and experience disappointment and negative mood. Whereas pessimists get to walk around saying, I told you, idiots, (laughs) I told you it wouldn't work. And that's what keeps us going. (laughs) Director, director, filmmaker and comic book nerd Kevin Smith's getting over uh, a massive heart attack he had last night. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith, the man behind uh, Clerks, Dogma and Comic Book Men had the heart attack after he did a show in Glendale, California. 37? 47. That's a little shout-out to fans of clerics. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even supposed to have a heart attack today. The 47-year-old tweeted from the hospital that if he hadn't canceled his second show last night and gone to see a doctor, he'd be dead. But for now, Smith wrote, I'll still be above ground. Hmm. So, anyway. Clerks it. is one of the greatest movies ever made. Yes. It's uh, not for the kids. No, definitely not. It's barely for adults. Right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 37. <laughs> All right. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Thank you yes, very much, Marshall. Marshall. Perfect. Squeeze the eagle. Yes. 
Oh, boy. Oh, there's some eagle squeezings on the carpet. Ah, boy. So we'll get to a few more of those big cases the Supreme Court's looking at this week, if you want to hear about that. China's really, really a a dictatorship now. Yeah, officially. It has been probably more or less so. But it's officially a dictatorship now. China! China is a great progressive nation. I'll explain why. All those uh, North Korean cheerleaders? Turns out they're sex slaves. There's a shock. They're already political prisoners in a dictatorship. Yeah, that's an ugly story. Stay tuned. But I hear they're the darlings of the games on NBC. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I want to talk about the gun thing at some point. It's uh, I I believe I'm the only person in America can discuss guns without getting mad at any point. But mm-hmm. um, uh, taking in a lot of the information over the weekend, it's it's pretty clear that well, like a lot of political issues, each side just can't even imagine where the other side is coming from. And assumes that they have evil intent or are just stupid. Right. But but each side feels that way. I've I've heard enough of the conversation. Mm-hmm. The the idea of having more guns in the school. Just seems so so obviously a bad idea to some people, and so obviously a good idea to the other crowd. For instance, yeah. um, and yeah, you know, speaking of combat, I I need to call BS on Positive Sean's uh, pirate theory of eye patches. That it's not that they had their eyes put out in sword fights, but that it, it's, they had an itch. They have a hook. They oh, itched it. Do the math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You only make that mistake once. Yep. Um, but your theory or what you've read is that they have one eye patched. So that when they go down below decks, that eye is already used to darkness and you can see below decks. Yes. Makes sense. Now, I might I might accept that in a combat setting. If you're, you know, uh, sword fighting, uh, you know, on the deck and then you, they, you hey, there's a down below and you drop down or you got a sword fight. Down <laughs> Does that happen a lot? I don't know. But it seems to me that the benefits of, of that in general sailing would not be worth giving up binocular vision. Wouldn't we all do that in just regular life? Well, because, you know, seeing with your both eyeballs gives you depth perception. And, you know, when you're when you're hauling the yard arms or avast in the stern, I mean, you got to be able to have depth perception. So the scenario is you drop below decks and you and, and the guy says, Yar, I need your help with these casks of rum. You say, Yar, you got to give me a minute so I get used to the dark. Now that I got you down here, I notice you're kind of cute. <laughs> I think that happened a lot. With and then pirates. the other guy says, Yar, no problem. Give it a minute. And then 30 seconds later, it's, Yar, I'm ready to help you. I can't imagine that past that, that giving up your binocular vision to avoid that 30-second delay would be worth it. That strikes me as ridiculous. Well, there seems to be a a severe focus on one-eyed technology amongst the pirate and the sailings of that day. Most telescopes that I've seen from artistic renderings are single-eye telescopes, right? This is not... That's got nothing to do with rigging the mainsail. And yes, if they're adjusting their jib, um, they they probably would have. But I'm not saying that pirates were the (laughs) smart people. I'm not saying this was the best process by which to okay. acclimate What's themselves you, okay. to the ship What's life. What's your theory, Mr. Smarty Pants? They got their eye put out because they fight a lot. Okay. 
I'd like to salute you for making the joke you made without a reference, any reference to the poop deck. <laughs> well done, Jack. Thank you. Well played. Uh, so you got a transgender wrestler won the wrestling state championship for the second year in a row, but there's a twist. Oh, for God's sake. People who are bothered by the whole transgender thing want it to be a boy who's wrestling girls and dominating and how unfair that would be. But that's not what it is. It's actually a girl transforming into a boy uh, who's dominating and beating all the girls, taking a lot of the hormones and stuff like that, which might give you a, a tremendous advantage and everything like that. She or is... I don't know, you're transitioning. At what point do I stop calling him Well, she I think in respect to uh, the way he identifies, you're supposed to call him he, which then says that you got a boy wrestling girls, which we've decided, so he, at least on the mat, is improper. So he identifies as a boy, but because he still has girl genitals, he's wrestling as a girl. That's the Texas Apparently. state rules. And he once again dominated Texas 6A wrestling and went 32-0 on the season and won the state title for the second year in a row. Now, to his, uh, it needs to be pointed out for him, he has asked several years to wrestle with the boys. He wants to wrestle the boys, and they won't let him because he has girl junk. Oh, God. He wants to wrestle the boys. He's saying, I'm a boy. I'm really good. I'm beating all the girls. Well, yeah, he probably wants to go on to be a wrestler in college, so better competition would be better for him. Yeah, and uh, and he wants to wrestle the boys, but they won't let him. Yeah, because running roughshod through the competition, it's not doing you any good. The thinking is, if they let him wrestle boys as a girl, although that happens various places, um, then did any chance I got? Then some girl that some dude that comes along says, "I'm really a boy." No, some boy that comes along says I'm really a girl. Right, goes and wrestles girls and dominates it. But right, that doesn't seem to be happening across the country. That doesn't seem to be a lot of that. I know that was the fears of a lot of people. I brought it up, but it doesn't seem to be happening a lot. Where some dude is so desperate to dominate women's sports that he pretends he wants to be a girl. Well, and you goes, can't let him compete anyway. I don't care what he wants. I wanted a lot of things I didn't get. They'll well, be fine. It has happened. We did the. Northern California Community College story of that, like, 40-year-old dude. Yeah, and it was, was ridiculous. It was laughable. It was idiotic. He was playing community college girls basketball. <laughs> and just <laughs> killing. Oh, he was huge, for one thing. Oh, yeah. God, it was just absurd. God, this is all just so but nuts. But this girl, have you seen this girl? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture right now. She looks like a it's, boy. You're, you're supposed to is, call her a boy. She is. Because she identifies as a boy, is taking testosterone and steroids... God damn it. I tell you what, we are suspending our common sense in this pursuit of of vague but but adamant principles of inclusion, blah blah. Everybody's nobody has any idea what any of it means, but they're very fired up that you have to agree with them on whatever it means and they'll let you know what it means later and that'll change two days later. Well in this particular case, what would you rather if they did? You don't get the rassle. Because because you just don't get to wrestle. You're taking male hormones and steroids, from what I understand, and the rest of it to help with your transition. And listen, I hope this person has a long, happy life of, of love, satisfaction, productivity, and, and whatever else they desire out of life. But the idea that you're participating in sports, either one of them, while you're difficult to define... You just can't. I wouldn't think you'd get to participate just from a taking performance-enhancing drug standpoint. 
I would think you'd be uh, doing something illegal by taking PEDs. Well, people are saying, you know, it was a low dose of testosterone to help with the transition, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But uh, he wants to wrestle the boys. You can't blame him for going oh, and dominating again, the girls. I have nothing against this young person of any sort. I wish them happiness. And he beat the same girl for the state title two years in a row, which sucks for her. Because she'd have been the best in the state two years in a row if right. it weren't for this particular instance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got to figure this out, people. Or you we you figure it out because I don't want to think about it. I have figured it out. Okay, good for you. If your girl wants to be a girl, you get to compete with the girls. If your girl wants to be a guy and you're taking drugs and hormones and the rest of it, you don't get to play sports with the girls. Uh, a couple of texts. I'm and a vice pow- versa. I'm a power lifter. The hormones would definitely give him an advantage when wrestling. Okay, I'll take your word for it. I also got this text. Pirates went blind in one eye from staring at the sun through sextants. I don't, I don't find that to be believable. I don't know I don't. that that's... I don't... I, that seems like a bad tool, then. I don't have any idea. Yar! I be blinded. Yar! That's the seventh shipmate blinded with the sextant. So maybe I'll stop doing that. Yar! Yar! Why don't we try this new GPS? California mandates that girls wrestle with the boys. My sons dropped out of wrestling four years ago because of that. Because they didn't want to wrestle a girl? Hmm. It's, it's all risk, no reward. You beat her? Oh, hey, way to beat up on a girl. You lose to her? You lost to a girl. Wrestling girls should be restricted to the back seats and the couches of America. Young men. With, of course, their complete consent. So we got the gun thing. We got Asia, North Korea, China. Got all that stuff. We're still trying to figure out why pirates have eye patches, if you want to weigh in on that. You guys are. I know. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Yeah, Texas goes by what's on your birth certificate, which is not a bad rule. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.